and welcome back to Oh Bravo the podcast. My name is Kendall and I'm here with Chantel. Hello, you're also here with Next Door's House Party. Oh my god, you guys, it's a Friday night. We're feeling all right. We just had a fucking burger from Betty's Burgers. And we're enjoying the um, ambiance from Next Door's Party. They have. I was telling Kendall, so my neighbours have a party every night but Saturday. Which to me, I'm, I'm really confused about it. Like a good Monday party I'm, is not fun at all. Like what the fuck? Well, they must work in hospitality because sometimes Monday is like. No, they don't. Are you sure? I've spied on them because I was, so I was very confused because as much as I hate them, I definitely admire their stamina, you know? Like, yes. Who can have a party on a Monday, Wednesday and a Friday and then like just chill on Saturday? Well, what? I remember the one time like I tried to, to do like a morning Pilates class yeah, on like a Tuesday because I was like Tuesdays like I won't be drinking on Monday like everything's gonna be fine like I'm gonna be able to get up whatever it's not Monday so I'm gonna be like tired from the weekend and like these people in like the apartment two floors above me or whatever like had this fucking rager on a Monday and I was (laughs) so angry like I woke up at five o'clock in the morning and I kid you not they were still going it's like it was like some it was part all of- fucking night long, and I was like, "Are you joking? Like, I need to get up and go to Pilates right now." And you guys are still like you? having a bender. I'm very angry. About At least this. you had an excuse for like not getting up. You know? No, I did. I did get up. Well, that's impressive. But I was just angry the whole day. Yeah, it's not and good. I felt jet lagged and confused. <laughs> okay, guys. So today we are not here to talk to you about people who are having obnoxious parties. We're here to talk to you about um our beautiful Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And we're also going to do a Real Housewives of New York full recap. But firstly, I honestly haven't watched the last two episodes of Below Deck Med. I know. Tap, tap, tap me on the wrist. Because (laughs) it's just like I'm rewatching a lot of shit. Like I'm catching up on Potomac. Like I'm rewatching BH season two. So like every time I go to watch Below Deck, I'm just like really scared of watching Kiko be sad. Fair enough. Like like, I just don't feel ready for it emotionally at all. This week? was fucking emotional. Oh my god, like, see, this is why I didn't watch it. So, Chantel, thankfully, has watched both episodes, so she's gonna do the recap for us this week, and then we're gonna do Beverly Hills in New York in full double recap, so you guys are ready. But because this is, like, a one-sided thing, and I'm very aware that my voice can seem intense, Stop. give me eight minutes Mac. But it's truly amazing because I haven't seen it. So I'm ready to hear your recapped okay, version. You. Are you prepared for this? I'm ready. Set your time a bit. Do you remember the episode before this week? Yeah, but like also I'm not, we don't need to go into it. It wasn't okay. that interesting, but I'm going to go from now. Okay, so strap in, from grab now. your water bottle, whatever you're doing right now. We're going to talk below deck for eight minutes, hopefully six. And I haven't seen it, so I'll be... The confused one. Okay, so pretty much this week, we have these new guests on board that are fucking amazing. Oh, good. They're like really good spirited people. So these people come in, they're very glam, but also seem fun. Are they American? I think so, yeah. Love it. And they kind of got like, who's the chef? Like, we will be talking about food, but in a fun way, whereas like, I think I'd probably do that if I was getting on a ship being like, I bought this ship for the weekend. I know it's, it's a yacht. I know. Um, I bought the <laughs> ship. <laughs> <laughs> but like they are just like kind of fun but Kiko's obviously freaking out a bit because if you remember last time he didn't go so well so we kind of started off the episode where it was like Sandy's getting mad at Kiko she like brings him up and she was like last I time seen this part I saw it was the oh yeah you didn't so he kind of did a shitty job at the vegan the vegan which 
you know, that's, that's like a whole different kind He's of... He's not a vegan chef. Get you. on a fucking vegan yacht and call it a day vegan. Or a vegan ship with some mushrooms that are being transported overseas. Also, why are you a vegan and sailing on a yacht that you're sailing on Fisher's home? Like cheese is a necessity is... at these occasions, exactly. I at least feel. Anyway. So she's kind of getting mad at him for that. But she was pretty good at this point. I feel like she was just saying, nothing against you. I know you're trying. It's not personal. I just need someone that's good. Which yeah. is, you know, fair enough. But it kills me because oh, Kiko. Yeah. This is why I can't watch it. It upsets me so much. There's like this clip of him being like, you know, I get this incredible opportunity. And I, you know, I do well next time. Oh. And it is freaking painful. Hannah is very Team Kiko, and she's right. like, I'm going to pick him up next time. That vibe is in. I'm Which gonna... is weird for Hannah. Normally, she's not very fun. Yeah, but I feel like Hannah has to pick and choose her team because right now, Bugsy and her... Not her team. Well, Bugsy's been pretty good. I feel like she's trying to, like, step above her and Hannah's past. Hannah is making a deal out of Bugsy. I think Hannah's just intimidated, but Bugsy's... And what's the go with Jess? How is their dynamic all fixing? Her finger's still hurt. She didn't do the greatest job. Hannah's kind of throwing her under the bus. Right. Like, Hannah, like, you are chief stew. It's time to man up and just take responsibility. So, pretty much these people come in and they have, like, maybe two good nights of food. But Sandy's very much... On Kiko. On Kiko's back. She's yeah. in the kitchen every night looking at what How's he's doing. How's it going? How's the food? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she does definitely do, like, a thing where she gets super invested in yeah, the chef. Yeah, and, and Kiko says, I don't feel good about people watching. I'm the same. Like, it stresses you out. Yeah, and I think maybe as a chef you can't be like that because I think you're a chef. You kind of have to be used to the pressure of high kitchen, you know? But I'm not a chef. I would never be a chef. I would die before becoming a chef. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, I got voted off. least likely person that people wanted to cook for them on the weekend away. Did you know? That's really sad. I know. I was like, Chantel's going to be so upset because she loves what I cook for her. <laughs> I was like, how the fuck did I get this title? Handle. Everyone said I was like the least likely person that they'd want to cook for them. I don't know if that says a lot about my low standards. <laughs> no, it's because oh. it's because I, I eat, love your food. It's because I eat dry wheat bix. That's the only reason. I love dry wheat bix. Do you actually of, as well? Add a bit of sugar or like peanut butter on the top, even Vegemite butter. We'll talk about that later. Oh my God. So, my, this is why Kiko we have a podcast not, together. And this is why I'd be so impressed with whatever Kiko served. Pretty much the whole night kind of like there's other things going on, but because this is a six-minute debrief and I've wasted maybe four, yeah. I have to get into the crux. Nitty-gritty. And get in there. the crux is, so there was a Vegas night and Hannah was like, oh, serve this and that. And Kiko was like, I've never been to Vegas. And <laughs> Hannah told him that in Vegas <laughs> you have lots of buffets. Yeah. So she was like, you know, do a bit of the this and that. And he was like, what? And she was like, do nachos, do fries with, you know, truffle oil. What? Do lots of fried food. So these people are sitting at the table. And See, keeps... if I was Vegas night, I would be expected, in my mind, I would expect to like dress Vegas, do a casino vibe, but like still eat fancy. Exactly. I don't right. know why the food had to go full It doesn't Vegas. have to be Vegas themed food, which is like what stripper. Have you been to Vegas? I have, but only. What do you eat? I haven't. So I was like Kiko. before, it was before I was tw- like, I was like 12. So like, I don't know what I ate. I, yeah. I didn't, didn't go to the strip club. Thank stuff. You. But I just feel like if Vegas to me as a theme doesn't have anything to do with the food like I don't, no, I don't there's not really a Vegas like playing, themed food we're playing car gates later we can just fancy let's just eat yeah you can still agreed. eat like lobster tails or whatever the fuck you want to cook agreed so Kiko kind of freaked out you could tell he was getting really stressed everything he brought up was fried 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 it was so 
bad. I felt oh. like I wanted a lettuce leaf just looking at it. Mm. It was very parching for the mouth. Right, and, he, and they were all like, why are you serving this? This they, is the five-star ship. Well, they were nice. So they there was a whole nachos debacle, which we already know from Mila, Chef yes. Mila. Oh nachos God. are not meant to be fucking served on a yacht. No. Why did Hannah? She shouldn't have suggested She it. should not have. But Hannah also, fucked up. She's because not the chef. Hannah's Australian as well, to be fair. So I don't really trust her with a 10-foot pole about Vegas. Yeah. What the fuck does she know about America, to be honest? I'm oh, sorry, Australians have no cuisine. Let's not ask them. Like, I don't know. You make steak. So anyway, Hannah asked Bugsy or someone asked Bugsy to take up the nachos. Right. But Bugsy doesn't really want to do it. But anyway, she ends up putting it on the table and people are not really touching the nachos. Sandy comes up and she's like, what are they? And they're like, yeah. And they're like being funny. They're like, yeah, I didn't touch those nachos. Ha ha. And Sandy's like, this is not good enough. I'm going to like, you know. So the food was kind of shit. Right. But I feel like I feel bad for Kiko. It was Hannah's fault. Yes, but also, like, you can't blame Hannah because she's not the chef, so it was a big debacle. Yeah, but she probably misled him and confused him. Totally. I'm team Kiko no matter what. Anyway, it kind of ends and they're like, let's just get to the next episode. Oh, we'll get rid of the charter. Yeah, the charter, sorry. The next episode. So the next, Malia? Malia. Malia. Dude, every fucking time, I swear to fucking God. Next time, if you talk about Malia again and you just say, Malia, I'm going to take off your shoe and punch you over the face with it. So she keeps talking about her boyfriend coming in the next episode. Oh, that's so cute. I'm excited. Mm. Oh. We all know he's a chef, so fuck off. Get off the boat. We want Kiko. Well, he's not going to be the chef. Well, I don't know. I think that's what's happening. Really? That's my like little estimate of the season. Prophecy. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so it's just like, is Captain Sandy predicting too much? Is she on Kiko's back? I feel like Kiko just gets in his head. Yeah, but it's his his anxiety makes me sad. Exactly. So anyway, that's where I'll leave that. That was a little recap and you're welcome. <laughs> that was great. I honestly like probably won't watch it because I you feel shouldn't. like I already know about it and I just can't be bothered like, to I'm watch Kiko be Like I'm not going to lie. People are going to listen to this and be like, bitch, I think happen but did it really you know no I mean? but people probably listen to our podcast all the time and say bitch other things happened yeah guys it's hard we're trying to recap the best we can i know that sometimes i say fuck it i don't know what the fuck happened exactly anyway guys i reckon we're about ready to move on to the latest episode of real housewives of beverly hills shansi what would you rate this episode out of 10 10 Whoa! 10 like, out I, of 10 i just think because all season we've been talking about denise and Brandy having sex you well you sound like a vampire <laughs> Like we're not talking about Denise and Brandy. I feel like we've been talking about this before the season started. We have. It's like it's been the thing that we're all waiting for. So and finally, this episode it dropped, and it was so there is beautiful. a there's a lot to unpack. So essentially, we left off on the Brandy chat that she had with Kim, that weird staged scene with Kyle and Teddy and Kim and Brandy, where Brandy basically discloses that her and Denise had sex like in some hotel where her Denise's kids were on like the bottom floor or whatever and like Denise basically told her never to tell Aaron because Aaron would kill her so like that's basically where we left off so all of a sudden we are in a car I think it's Lisa, Rinna, Teddy and Kyle it was a bit disorientating because I was like are we on the way back from where Brandy told you this news it's a bit confusing oh they didn't do it very well at all because they were we were literally in this car where actually the car is already in Italy like it's not even a car that's on its way to the airport we're already in Italy in this car one would question if we are in Italy dude I don't know they might be in a studio in fucking Hollywood but in any (laughs) case 
case, they're they're all wearing black. It's very morbid and funeral-like. I'm very confused about the fact that we didn't even get to see them go to the airport. I love a good airport scene. Like, I feel like we've got to hear about at least, like, oh, and yeah, this is what, uh, this is... Or at least a packing scene with the maids, you know? Normally it's like, oh, he... What do you think I should pack? And the maid's like, oh, what is happening? And you're like, oh, well, we got a bit of an unpack, maybe I would say, to make up for it. So after the cars, oh, they, yeah, we all, did. they all arrive at this like really beautiful Italian hotel, which Kendall and I were saying, like, because we watched it together, it's not actually that in. It's not that big. Compared to their houses, it's probably like smaller each room than their maid's quarters. But because Italy is so expensive. Yeah, it is. It's just like the producers. Especially in Rome. Yeah, for like not. But in any case, they're in this car and basically Teddy and Kyle are talking to Lisa Rinna, a.k.a. Blabby McBlabmouth, <laughs> about um, what they heard about Denise and Brandy. And Lisa Rinna is basically like losing her shit. She's like, oh my God, this is crazy. Holy fuck. For Rinna, this is like really good food. Yeah. And Rinna's obviously going to talk about this at some point. Like this totally. is like 100% going to happen. For some reason, Erica and Dorita are in a different car. Garcia. Cell, Denise, and Sutton are all arriving at a later time. <laughs> Which I'm just, I'm, I'm very confused about this. Like, don't they all get a cast trip normally together? Like, I feel like it's very strategic that we have, you know, five of them excluding Denise that can chat about this before she arrives. Like, I don't know. It just feels, it feels, they didn't really explain it. I feel like it's very odd. It was very strange. I think maybe Dorit and um, Erica are flying a different class to the others. Oh, what do you mean? Like first versus business? Or, or like private versus business. Private versus first. Or I don't know. In any case, they all arrive at separate times. I love Italy so much. Like I can't even tell you. Like Chantel and I were both supposed to be there this year. I was supposed to be there with my mom, who's mm. never been to Europe. And I was so devo watching it. But also, I think it's because like we can't travel right now that everything seems so exotic. Yeah. But also, maybe it's normal that we see things as exotic. Like, it shouldn't be normal that we go to Italy. Like, that should be really, really God, special. we're fancy. It's because we're fancy. I've only been there once. But. Regular plans to go to Italy. Because I was like, oh, the Spanish steps. Like, oh, I've been on the Spanish steps. Like, I've, I've rolled down them. Aren't we all? Don't we all plan to go to Italy every year? But I mean, you know, it is just a very odd year that we both plan to go to Italy. But obviously, COVID fucked with our plans. But in any case, I'm excited that the housewives are there and I can at least watch them. Yeah, apparently this isn't about me it's about everyone really i thought it was about me no, I and know. You. apparently like a lot of people have had a shitty 2020 what so the much. fuck <laughs> guys get it together okay guys so um it's really hilarious because they're all walking into the hotel you know and they're like all getting ready for dinner or whatever and kyle's like hopefully this brandy thing won't be a big deal bro like is this your first season of housewives like i'm confused as to why kyle's like acting like oh yeah i hope this isn't a big deal this whole fucking thing that just went down in my fucking house i think kyle annoys me because the whole her and teddy thing yeah they just like feed off each other the drama and i know that teddy's a very anxious person i get that but i think it kind of feeds into kyle and they act really weird together totally they don't have like a functionally like nice friendship no and it's not fun i feel like kyle's kind of there to help her i don't know i totally agree and isn't it like you know kyle's been on this show since season one like it's like this is all happening outside of the cameras like at one point when you have these conversations on camera do you think that it's not going to be a big deal like it just seems like moronic to me to think that she's sitting there being like oh they will be big like it's like that's a lie exactly well then they get glammed up and i think that was the moment where i could tell how much people packed because Dorit packed so 
much. Obviously, Dorit brought her glam team. Yes. Um, I think Erica did. Lisa Renner, maybe? Or maybe she shared a glam team with Erica. I think Erica. Lisa shared with Erica, looks like. Which is like. quite, you know. It might have just been um, budgeting Erica and Dorit. Which wouldn't surprise me. They seem like the fine. glam, the glam squad that. gals. But to me, like, I was saying to Chantel, you know, so we didn't Google this before, which it probably should have. Mm. The, the flight time between LA and Rome and then what the time difference is. Because I'm like, you know, they land. It's nighttime. Like, for me, if I land at nighttime anywhere, I'm like, okay, bye, pajamas, shower, wash my hair, go to sleep. And then, like, totally. that night is a write-off out of 10, and the next day is, like, when I'm going to start living my life. Whereas but these poor fucking housewives have to go to their hotel. Would we say poor? But I don't know. I just feel... <laughs> I just... I would be so tired. Like, they have no. to then go to this, like, okay, Kenneth, restaurant. How much do they get paid a fucking season? I don't know. How much I do they get paid? I think it's 185k. Well, I think it's more. Yeah, but... Didn't Bethany get, like, a million dollars a season? Did I make that up? She's good. Okay, so okay. they won't get... They maybe get, like... 300k maybe i would get tired for that totally so okay fair enough but i would be really tired like it's like they i'm just like proud of them that they all decide to go out for dinner you know um they all call each other because they've got 800 million glam squads so i think kyle's like oh jerry like what the fuck is this like what's the occasion like what's the vibe and jerry's like oh it's just casual and then jerry obviously gets like some weird i have friends wiggly haircut this. and then she wears like this. a fucking chanel shirt and i'm like Bleh. it's a dick don't make me turn up in baggy jeans if you're gonna be, you know, looking glam. What are you wearing? Jeans and a cute top. Jeans and, and a cute like, top. And they're like, oh, did I not mention this top is dripping with pearls, which is Dorit. And then I got some fucking diamantes ingrained into my hairline. So Dorit brings her hairstylist with her. This lady, um, which and by the way, great job. Great job. Like to Fly be honest, me like, to fucking Italy to do your hair. This lady, she does amazing hair. Her name's Justine Margin or Margin. I don't know. But she, <laughs> She does like Olivia Colpo. Um, oh yeah, what do you have to say about this? Like Kristen here? Cavallari. Like oh, she does she does like KC. Gals. Yeah, she does KC. No way. Well, you know, and like to be fair, she looks amazing. Like she does Dorit's hair amazing. As much as she is over the top, I love them just bringing their looks. It gives us something to talk about, you know. Because really, without totally. the looks, what are they doing in Italy? Totally. So then they go to this rooftop kind of restaurant, and I love just I fucking love it that the waiter comes over and he's like, "Hey, like, can I take your order?" Blah blah blah. And it, Italian accent and they don't even try like this is just like so classic American that they're just like oh hey like I want a margarita I'm just gonna get a margarita on the rocks and I'd love some onion rings and maybe like some fucking cheeseburgers like and it's like bro Americans like at least order some I'm with Dorit on her like why don't you order a fucking Negroni or a Campari with a lime or a gin and tonic like I'm like a risk like what happens if your drink's not that good just get the one you wanted after like give it a you don't you know, order a, a margarita unless you're in the U.S. or you're at a Mexican restaurant. Those are like the two times that you're like, I'm going to order a margarita. I will tell you right now, do not fucking order a margarita anywhere else. Just the way that thank it goes. You, thank you. That's my one rule. Then so Denise and Garcelle show up on announce. That was kind of fun. I was like, woohoo. Like, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to see you in the morning. They like rang them. They were like, we're coming from the airport. We're going to like, girls, we're here. And Garcelle looked glam as fuck. She looked great. And I'm like, were, I do not look like that coming off of a plane. No, but she also was like, I'm single. And I was like, go Garcelle. But she does talk about her chocolate mic. Is it Michael? Michael. Chocolate Michael. Because she had like a husband who was a white Michael. And that now she calls Mike. And now she has a chocolate Chocolate Michael, Michael which is so and Mike. Fab. 
And they were talking about like Thanksgiving and whether or not she should invite Chocolate Michael to Thanksgiving. Right. It was cute. They had some great chats, I feel like, at this dinner about like personal things. So like Lisa Rinna like loves to stir the pot. So she asked this question where she was like, what's the craziest thing or like that you got in trouble for as a teen? And Kyle was saying that she, when she first had sex like her mom called like a family meeting and stuff and like they asked her like how old she was and i was like what the fuck how old do you think that kyle was when she lost her virginity like because she wouldn't tell us which makes me think like it's like 14 i would guess 14 (laughs) i mean they were like hollywood people so yeah i would say it was young like as in like they were like like yeah she was in a tv show when she was like 10 so she was probably like oh you know and also she said that kim richards her sister which i can totally imagine when she was saying it um ripped like she came in and laughed and like ripped the sheets off, which is so young, a young thing to do. So I'm reckoning, I reckon they were like, you know, early teens for sure. Right. Which is kind of funny. What's the craziest thing you did when you were a teen? Or that you got in trouble for? That's a great question. I feel like, I mean, I was a very tame teenager. Like I honestly was. I think like the craziest thing that I did was like not keep my door closed. You rebs. Like, not keep my door open. Sorry, is what I meant. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I, knew, like, I knew what you meant. What the fuck did I just say? Like, it's like, you know, when you have a high school boyfriend and your parents are like, leave the door open and crack. And you're like, okay, mom, bye. And then you're like, Bloop, close the door. <laughs> like, you're like, yeah, you're so right. you do, like, you know, Naughty. high school things. And then you just open the door, crack whenever they walk around. You were so good. That's pretty much it. I went through a stage of having sticky fingers and I like collected like things from shops without paying. What's a sticky? F- oh, oh. Yeah, it's called a shop. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Oh my god, no way. Just like a few nail polishes and stuff. You did the five finger discount. What did you steal? Nail polishes. Like always nail polishes? Always. And things I would never use. Oh, okay. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Do you still have them? No, because I'm an adult. Did you ever get caught? Yeah, I got caught. Where? Um, At a $2 shop. (laughs) Stealing... $2 nail polish. What'd they say? They said, you have to stay here and call your mom. (gasps) Yeah. Mom made me go back the next day and apologize. It was really awkward. Oh my God. I had no idea. Juicy stuff. But not as exciting as Kyle. I don't know though. That was a great story. Oh, a lot of my chest tonight. Okay. So... Yes, they had this amazing conversation and then, you know, they're waking up, they go home, they're waking up in their beautiful hotel rooms. Teddy's fucking working out, which makes me want to kill everyone. I hate people that work out on holidays. Don't, it's so rude. You don't need to. It's honestly just offensive. Like, it's like Kyle, I think, nailed it when she's like, did you just work out? And she was like, yes. And she's like, I hate you. Because well, so it's you're so pregnant. mean. Calm down. It's like, you just make me feel bad. Like, I'm in Italy. Like, I'm here to eat pasta. So I also love when they wake up and Lisa a calls Garcelle. Oh, is it Garcelle? Oh, maybe Garcelle. Anyway, one of them, and she's on the roof, and she's like, "What are you wearing today?" Okay, I'm thinking this look. It's like you guys are in Italy. Who cares what you wear? Enjoy the moment. And I think that's why like Roni and Bev Hills and they're so different. They all just differ. Like, imagine if a time the girls ring each other, being like, "What are you wearing today?" Never. It's like you just rock up. Yeah, they try and look cute, but it's not as like curated as Beverly Hills, where they're like, "Today I'm wearing my Versace top and my Versace skirt, and then like tonight I'll wear my hat." And don't get me wrong. Like, like, I love the look. Planned. I love the looks, but I'm just it's almost a storyline in itself which is weird i know and it's so interesting because like you know kyle um she's getting ready in her hotel room for their dinner which is at the hotel it was interesting to me that when kyle was getting ready for dinner that kim facetimed her and kyle was like congratulating her on um her trip to go get some new veneers and i was like oh my god like we've seen kim only like three times this season one of them was like when she was fucking naked getting her boobs chopped open 
And then now we're like, yay, Kim's getting veneers. She's having a DIY season. I, you know. Dude, I appreciate that shit. Oh, if I had like, the I money. Like, I think Kyle looks amazing after her veneers. I think Lisa Vanderpump's veneers look good too. I want veneers. I'm just scared I'll come out and look like, you know, like Edward Cullen circa sucking. Dude, you know whose veneers are not good? And this might be controversial. I don't know who's going to get mad at me. <gasps> Selena Gomez. What? She has veneers? I'm, I'm... Uh, pretty sure she does because if you look at older videos versus like how she talks now her teeth are definitely doing something to the way that she's like talking like she talks in a weird way guys everyone everyone literally go look up a video of selena gomez like before and then after like her veneers because i honestly think like she did get some they look crazy and that she's like talks really slowly Uh, and like she's very like she's aware of the veneers and then i think that hillary duff got some fucking gnarly veneers as well at one point where they just didn't look as cute as her teeth did before how fitting that we're talking about he he Hillary. When, oh, yeah. Oh, he he. What, what happened? What's fitting? Hello, the Lizzie McGuire movie. In Roma. Oh, in Roma with <laughs> Paolo. Paolo and Isabella. Paolo is Dorit. No, and what? They're together. <laughs> like, they're like a couple. Isabella is Dorit, not you know Paolo. What I mean? They're a couple. PK is Paolo. PK is Paolo. In his youth. <laughs> Dude. We should watch that movie. It's okay. like, we should. That's we literally. Like, we we'll, we just, can recap that movie yeah. as like just a side note, extra just episode that we do. We don't for even you guys. have to record it. We can just chat. Okay, so back to so, yeah. the dinner. They're getting ready for dinner. They've had the Trevi Fountain Day. Kim's getting veneers. We've got. They all start sitting around. Apparently, this dinner that they're having is at the hotel, so it's very chill. But they also are simultaneously it's dressing. Very chill, but we're gonna wear an eight thousand dollar outfit because exactly. Why not? Sutton is my fave in this scene because she actually gets a glass of wine that she doesn't like. So she's like, oh my God, send it back. And okay. I'm like, Sutton, I would do the exact same thing. You would, but you wouldn't be a dick about I it. I wouldn't be a dick about it, but she's I still like, would oh, turn no, back wine that I don't horrible. like. Like if I think it's shit, I'd still turn it back. Totally. Like, go you. I can't do that yet. I'm not an adult. Especially in Italy, you know, it's hard because cause my favorite, God, let me just talk to you about wine. My favorite wine is Chardonnay. Mm, um, but chardonnay in italy is not the same as chardonnay in australia like it's just like got a different what is better i don't know they were just like you don't drink like i had to like just try all these different new wines in italy like it wasn't like a cut deal where i was like yay chardonnay i know i like it like i had to try like you know a i don't few. know the one that starts with v <laughs> mm. mm. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just, like, See, some beautiful lights like, that were nice, but, like, it wasn't necessarily a Chardonnay. But I got around them. They were nice. So you can't nest. I'm sure that what happened to Sutton was she was like, oh, I'll just go for my reg that I enjoy. And then it was shit because Italy just has a Right. So she had a vibe taste. and it was, like, almost, like, maybe that's why she reacted because it was like, this is what I usually drink, but it's so bad. Exactly. Okay, exactly. Gotcha. So you've got to be in, oh, ho, 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 it's international wine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's how you kind of have to... See, yeah. I'm more of like, a, I'll just drink it. Oh, well, no, I won't drink it. If it's true, I won't drink it. It makes me no. sad inside. That's like, I'm like, well, this is a waste couple. of wine. I know. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. So we're going to Italy when we hit 50,000 followers. <laughs> Quickly. <laughs> Help us get there, guys. Oh, my God. What the fuck? Anyways, so, so Teddy's got this great as well. Like, wait, she wait, does. Wait, quickly, oh, though, hey. Sutton, this is what I want to talk about. When Sutton randomly goes to Garcelle, hey, Garcelle, I like you, but I need to bring something up. And she talks about how last week when Garcelle and her had a drink together, which we love that moment. Yes, we did. It was great. 
Anyway, she was like, also, you asked me, how did I get my money? Yeah. And at the time, I didn't realize that Sutton was that offended by it. Like, but also I think Sutton's just a very, like... Polite. Polite. This is not decorum to challenge something at the time. And she asked, like, why she asked that. And then everyone's like, yeah, that is weird. And then I was like, okay, yeah, it's kind of weird. I don't remember, though, what Garcelle said. It kind of got brushed over pretty fast. Garcelle was like, look, I'm really sorry for that. Like, I'm a very blunt person, but I do apologize. And then I, like, Sutton was like, no, that's good. I feel good. So I was like, whoa, here's an argument. Here's a resolution. This is beautiful. Where is the waiter? Garcelle was pretty great this episode. Like, I will say that I really enjoyed, like, her contributions. I never hate Garcelle. I just want her to be more a part of it. Exactly. Like, it's not that we don't like her. It's just that I want her to be there all the time. Like, if anything, that's, like, I'm just needier for her love. Give us more, Garcelle. Give us more, Garcelle. But I want less of your private life (laughs) and more of your life with these ladies. So then it was so funny to me because, like, obviously Sutton's bringing up this, like, emotional thing. And then Teddy, obviously, is like, well, if Sutton's sharing, I too must share so she starts to talk to denise about like these things that she's heard about her saying um you know to brandy glanville about her and teddy just like all like um very validity like gets lost with her because i feel like the fact that she's like on the she looks like she's on the fucking verge of tears at all times that you just feel like fuck man like what the fuck are you talking about but i've seen a lot of people get angry at teddy for bringing up stuff about what we'll soon discover about Brandy and Denise at the dinner table. But now that I watched, I'm like, I don't think she did it for the drama. I actually think Teddy's just that insecure about her position on the show as being a bit boring. And also I think she's just sensitive and got offended by Denise saying that she didn't like her. That she, like you can And that she lived tell. in her dad's shadow. Like I do think that she had she has she that had insecurity, some, right? She had some like f- foot in the game or whatever the fuck it's called that like Skin in the game. Skin yeah, in the game. Yeah, she had some skin in the game because, like, obviously, the Brandy did say that Denise had said them some things about um, Teddy and like her relationship with her father and like whether she was well suited to the show and the group of women or whatever. So, like, I do think that like it didn't. It wasn't like that weird that Teddy brought it up. Like, I wasn't. No, it was just the next bit. So then she says, "Everyone's like, why are you bringing this up?" I think. And then well, she-, she was like, "Oh, Denise, like." I need to tell you that, like, this is this is what Brandy Glanville has said that you're that you're saying about me and Erica. You know, some pretty horrible things that, like, oh, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I don't have any real friends in this group, and that, like, I'm living my father's shadow, like, and all this shit. And they obviously like blew up about this on Instagram this week as well. But you know, it was just it was actually outrageous to see because I thought the whole entire time that Denise was hundred percent acting. Like even like before they even brought up like the Brandy Glanville, you know, rumors of sexual intercourse. Like I thought that Denise was like, oh no, my God, I never said that. Oh my God, no way. So Teddy suddenly goes, I don't want to say this, but I'm going to to put you out of your misery. Denise. Yeah, because everyone's like, well, fucking tell her what Brandy said about her. And fair enough, because it's all a bit like if I hadn't heard what Brandy said, it would be very confusing. She's kind of been around the bush she's saying we know something else about you and then she just says well we know you know brandy said you had sex with her and everyone's like what and then denise goes nothing happened that night and it's like well we didn't say what like no one said anything about any night like i just feel like she kept she kept like making remarks towards specific things that i was like well that kind of implies that you at least know what you're talking about and teddy was like on her a game she's like well you know 
you know what I'm saying? And don't you? Yeah, she's you like, well, what do you know that I'm already talking about this? Like, what the, like, have you already heard this before? surprised because, like, you know, Denise has done quite a bit of acting in her life and this was shocking. Like, I thought it was really shit acting. I thought that Denise, obviously, like, she was like, you know, nothing happened that night. Like, Aaron was there. Like, she immediately started talking about the specific incident that Brandy was talking about. And I feel like if you had had no idea, yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like if you had no idea, you wouldn't even, you'd be so fucking confused. You wouldn't even know where to start. And so she was getting like more worked up. And then she suddenly goes, bravo, bravo, bravo. And puts her hand in her face. Yeah. And she's like, we're not talking about this on camera, which is not something you would say if you weren't guilty. I agree. Like, it's like, if you don't want it to be brought up, I mean, so you need to like, safe face you need to think about it you can't talk about it openly like you need to have some time to reassess what your strategy is so it was interesting to me that like she took that tactic especially when she was like pretending that nothing had happened well Dorit says you can't say that every time yeah and then they flash back because I was like what do you mean every time so then the producers flash back, you know, when they do the black and white thing, they, they look at past scenes that maybe didn't make the cut, but obviously they've just emitted dramatic effect. And they go back to when Kyle and Denise had that really random fight. And I felt like it was weird at the time. I remember being like, whoa, Denise just randomly hates Kyle tonight. Yeah. But now they go back and it was mainly because something had happened. We still don't know maybe in the fight that kind of escalated it. But Denise goes, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Which is yeah, that was the The moment scene. that was seen like in all these like promos. And then we get that, okay, so she does this a lot. She obviously puts her hand up, breaks the fourth wall. She mentions a producer's name, which we don't know, but I'm guessing it's a producer. Yeah, she tries to make it so that the footage is obviously not seen. And I do agree when Teddy comes on and she's like, you know what, this is Denise's way of making sure she gets the perfect edit. Because it is like, you know, when you're on a reality show, you can always put your hand in front of your face and break the fourth wall and hope that some shit that's being said about you doesn't air. Like, that's not the way that this works. Well, and I'm honestly, being on the show? But I'm like, I'm really glad that... Um, grad i'm glad that bravo is showing us this footage because i'm like well this is exactly what happened with adrian and brandy and that made that season so impossible to watch because you're like well i have no idea what the fuck anyone's talking about there's too many season desists going on like it doesn't make sense to watch a reality show where you can't talk about what everyone's talking about like well, it's confusing it's interesting because obviously adrian maloof season desist worked but Clearly, Denise's didn't. Yeah, like, it's like, what has happened? What has Denise been able to achieve with her law suits that she's put? I think it came into effect with the reunions, but not before that. And it's funny because, like, Sutton kind of calls out Teddy after this and is like, well, Teddy, like, why did you even bring this up? Like, it kind of feels like you brought it up for your own selfish reasons. Like, did you want to just confront Denise about what she said about you and, like, the comments about your dad? So it seems like Sutton and Teddy are kind of still feuding a bit since, like, Sutton called her boring. <laughs> Which, agree. And um, and Sutton did reveal, like, in her interview by it that she did hear that from someone else that Brandy had slept with Denise, like, a few months prior to this being filmed. So, like, it was interesting. Like, I was like, well, we've got multiple sources kind of validating it. I know that Sutton's, like, too polite to bring it up at dinner because she's also, like, dinner time is polite That just proves a lot because why would Sutton lie about Brandy and Denise sleeping as if she can no she doesn't care at all but like she obviously knew that it was a thing she just didn't know that it was like polite enough to bring it up so in any case this is kind of where we leave off like everyone's uncomfortable like they all go to bed 
Well, Gosta was like, who's going to the bar? I'm going to the bar. And I was like, me too. Fuck and then yeah, Denise girl. goes, I'm calling my lawyer. So we know there's more shit to come and I'm very excited about it. Was it a to be continued or was there a it preview was, for next week? I don't know. There's a preview for next week. But do you think it was like, what did they, they do? I think they were just like rolling around Italy. Yeah, they're rolling around Italy. Um, Denise is there. She's talking to Rina. Who knows? But it's going to be good. I'm surprised Denise just didn't leave, to be honest. That would have been a very denise thing to do agree but in any case it was really good episode like i felt like it was very like old school bh like we were seeing some fucking big issues we're seeing like an amsterdam season five showdown yes like smash that motherfucking glass and point it in someone's face talking about smashing glasses i'm gonna smash a glass of rosé then i'm gonna come back and i'm gonna talk to you about rainy with kenny because otherwise that'd be boring (laughs) this is you talking about it i'm so ready love you guys Hey guys, so we're going to go ahead and recap the latest episode of Real Houses of New York. So as we remember, last episode we finished off with Sonia stomping on, I believe it was like a um, mirrored coffee table. It was very thing. weird. Like, I don't know how I would describe it, but like, I think, so we left off at Ramona's party where she's basically, she broke the fourth wall. She's yelling at producers. She's telling them that like, they can't air this shit because Leah's, you know, dancing crazy, yada, yada. So I kind of presumed that we would be like where we would pick back up. This episode is like directly thereafter. But instead, we're kind of like we're with Luann. She's like at some kind of wig salon. You know, she's waiting for the ladies. The ladies are kind of getting into it's- these black vans. I'm very confused. I was very like I didn't know where we were picking up. No, I know it was a bit strange, and I think I think I checked my Hey You app. I was like, did I miss an episode, or did we miss the end of last episode? Because it felt like, yeah, we were at Ramona's party in the middle of a drama. It was a to be continued, I'm pretty sure. And then it was suddenly the next day, and I was like, oh, maybe they're doing one of those like sneaky flashbacks. Yeah, like 24 hours earlier or whatever. But they didn't do that. They it was did. just like, okay, hey, we're now over Ramona's party. We're somewhere else. And I was like, oh all right like cool like i can get around this but i just need everyone to prompt me a smidgy bit like i'm not that easily it it just had like a different mood so we're like in luann's wig place where Where she's she's trying on a fringe which i would love to do before i get a fringe yes i think you should i want you to sorry about that noise that is my dog he's trying on a wig right now (laughs) we have this cut where it goes to Dorinda and Leah, who are getting in a car together, going to the week place where yeah. Luann will be. And there's just this, like, anger with Leah. Like, she seems very angry, which is fair enough. But, like, it always seems like more happened that we didn't see. But yeah, I it's think- like we must have missed something. So, basically, like, she's upset because of the way that Ramona treated her or, like, reacted to the way that she behaved at her birthday party. I think they were, like, kind of making out that it was, like, the night before. Yeah, they were kind of guessing it was the night, getting at it was the night before. Which, again, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, don't you guys need, like, a day to, like, just lie in bed? Like, why do you need to go to these, like, salons, like, the next day and film? still i also don't get how they're not hungover i'd just be like bravo 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 I'm bravo, bravo i'm out 
Give me I fucking coffee. I'm going to sleep. dogs. It's gnarly though, because like Ramona arrives at Luann's salon event and it, she immediately kind of goes into bitching about Leah. Like she's just, she's not a fan of the way that Leah acted. Like she's going to ignore Leah today at this event. And then we get Leah and Luann, I mean, Leah and Dorinda kind of chatting in the car and Leah's pissed off at Ramona too. She feels like she's like judging her and being in a bit of an asshole. Like, Which I just, think she is. Totally. It's crazy to me though because like to me like what this episode we saw Leah she was like grinding a bit on Luann like and Elise and Dorinda kind of joined in but I don't think she was by any means like as drunk as she has been in the past and then we get no. Sonia who's or, like, like as drunk as other housewives have been in the past maybe not Ramona she's weirdly always somehow sober but drunk I think because she acts drunk when she's sober we kind of don't realize when she's drunk maybe but, but Sonia to me was like the real standout of this event like she's just been crazy like she's insulting like you know Ramona's presence that she's getting she's kind of insinuating that she's better friends with everyone than Ramona is like in front of everyone she doesn't actually wear the designated color which is black <laughs> to this event like it's like it just blows my mind and then she spends then she proceeds to stand on a fucking table and stomp on some glass and put some sort of like white sheet thing over her head like I'm like to me Sonia is the real one that Ramona should be upset about if she's worried about like losing the you know like the taste of the show or the taste of her party. Yeah, talking about the sheet thing, I think it was some sort of petal flower hat. I don't know where she got it. It, it looked weird. like a massive serviette that she just like ripped off <laughs> of a table and she fashioned into like a, you know, a flower hat. But I was like, I just don't understand why Ramona was more upset at Leah than she was at Sonia. Like I know that at this event, so Sonia rocks up and, um, you know, Ramona gets the chance to chat to her because she's really concerned about the fact that the glass could have flown into Sonia's eyeballs. Like, God forbid this glass, like, fucked up Sonia's eyes. And, and I'm like, really what annoyed, the fuck? It annoyed me that Ramona was pretending to be worried for Sonia's own health. When, you know, I think it was Ramona it was just about worried about... ruining her self-image. Totally. So we have in the car Dorinda and Leah. Leah's expressing to Dorinda why she doesn't know why Ramona hates her so much. I mean... Yeah, 24 she's hours like, one ago, minute she loves me, one minute she hates me. 24 hours ago, Ramona invited Leah to come and preview her party with her, which is like, what, the role of her best friend, right? So it's it's a strange thing. And then Dorinda just speaks the truth and she's like, you've got the one thing she doesn't have and she can't buy is youth. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's like she makes it clear that the reason why Ramona's like more angry at Leah than she is at Sonia is that she holds like Leah to a different standard which to me becomes like abundantly obvious in this scene where they're at the um salon which I'm also like you know they give us some good like three transformation scenes of the ladies that Luann brings in which I think is very charitable of Luann etc etc but I'm also like the ladies look the same totally except the last one who got like a massive pattern of, like go girl but the others are like They've, like, brushed their hair. Exactly. Like, I'm like, what the fuck? So, anyway, Leah confronts Ramona. She's all like, you know what? Like, no one fucking likes you. Like, you talk, like, crazy shit. Like, you can't even own the things that you say. Like, it was just a bit gnarly. Like, they obviously have a huge amount of beef. Like, Ramona, as per usual, walks away. Like, pretends like nothing is happening. And it blew my mind because they did a recap. And I didn't realize that Tonya, the girl who kind of insinuated that Leah cheapened the group was actually Ramona's sister. Yes, I didn't know that either. And we did mention Tonya, I think. Totally. Tonya Harding. Yes, her, we mentioned her in the last the episode. We were like, who me, the like, fuck a... is this lady? We were like, oh, she's like, she's like talking a lot of shit. Like, 
Yeah. What the fuck? And it turns out she was her sister. That was so weird, but also really not, you know, unexpected. And we get this, like, we ended at the salon. We get this weird filler scene with Sonia at Century 21. Yeah, which, okay, Century 21 is a discount store. Am, am, am I wrong? You're the American. Well, I feel like I, it's confusing because there's also, like, Forever 21, which is, like, because in Australia we've got this thing called Forever New, which I feel like Forever 21 is kind of like the preteen version of Forever 20 New. I mean, forever. What? What the fuck did I just say? Forever new is very like prim and proper. Sometimes it's very like pretty florals, lace. Prince, I'm a princess. Yes. Whereas Forever Twenty One's like coffee will fuck you up on a t-shirt. You know what I'm saying? So true. Or it's like looking or but like, not listening on a t-shirt, and you're like, what? <laughs> house music this way on level two. Yeah, and you're like, yeah. oh, all right. Anyway, so Sonia's got this. She's releasing her line at Forever Twenty One, and it it looks great. The lighting is very intense. It's very like burlesque. The girls seem very happy for her. And maybe this comes back to the whole, I don't know what the German word is, but that whole thing where you're happy for your friends. Dude, I still, we cannot decide this we, word. We will look it up. And Can we'll someone help us? It's not Munchausen's, but you tell me what it means. But it is, it's like a word where you're Maybe happy for your to. friends to go well as long as they don't go better than you. And I think that's Ramona again in this episode. So I think she's happy. We'll she, have to figure out at least what it means. like a really supportive friend, but she's like, I'm only happy for you because I had a party with 50 girlfriends the other night. So I know only five of girlfriends showing up is like, you're doing well, but not better than me. So I feel good about this, you know? Totally. And I feel like this is like such a such a scene that like represents the fact that Sonia's forgiven so easily and Leah's like still in the doghouse, even though that Sonia was like way more fucking crazy than um Leah was. So then we we head off to Mexico. It's great Mexico. because we get to see some scenes of them at the airport together, which is like what I want from Beverly Hills. Like yeah, it just confuses me when Hills. we go straight to the fucking car to the hotel. Like also, it confuses me. We watched these back to back and it was pretty refreshing i love watching the glam in bev hills but i just love that new york they're wearing things from like three seasons ago louis vuitton and it is amazing because it just doesn't fucking matter you know well leah i mean leah called out that ramon is wearing leggings and heels and fucking luann's bag was vibrating in the middle of the baggage claim like it was just fucking full-on like sibian times like you could have <laughs> sat on that motherfucker and had plenty of great orgasms is what and i, I feel like is what told, I would have said. They told the baggage handler it was a juicer, and he's just like, okay. He's like, okay. I was like, that line would not pass on border security, enough. but whatever. But it made me so happy. So they got to this, um, they got to the hotel, and um, Dorinda decided to make like a little quiz in order to decide who gets to choose the room. Because normally Roni's like notorious to have like but, Ramona no. fuck shit up and just pick whatever the fuck room she wants. Yeah. But like all the real housewives have annoying room things when they go on holidays. Like if you think yeah, back it's such to... Yeah, it's such a thing. Like what about Beaver Creek with Beverly Housewives where they got so annoyed and then Kim and Kai were like, we'll just share, it's all good. I know. Or Potomac at Ashley's house. Like that was yeah. such a drama. It's always a thing. Like it's like who's going to share a room? Who gets their own room? Who gets the best so, room? I really like, liked this. This one was like, there were no bad rooms. They were all gorgeous, but just one had to have 
like a shit. No, and it was funny because Dorinda was like, well, what happens to Sonia when she, after she eats a big meal in the car? So it's like the answer is like farting. And Luann got that. I also just and love then, that like we watched this off to Beth Hills where everything's like, don't talk so about So fancy anything. Nancy. And then it's or like, just, oh, God forbid you mention the word farting on yeah, like, camera. Yeah, like not even fanciness. Just like everything's so protected. Like no one can be themselves. Whereas and then, Denise would have been like, bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. Don't talk about my farts. Don't talk about my flatulence. And Sonia's like owning it. She's like, I do get She's like, oh, I got to air out the fart in my jeans. And then they had another question, which was like, what's Luann's favorite word, which was cabaret, which Lee got, which I thought was fucking hilarious. And then so so obviously like Dorinda has the best room because she's hosting this trip for whatever reason. And then Luann and Leah get nice rooms and Ramona and Sonia are sharing room, which to me feels like natural. Like they normally share a room of some kind. Yeah. I don't they love a good weird. room share. But in any case, like, Sonia's fucking being angry. Like, she's she's kind of like, oh, Leah should own it and apologize, like, about her behavior the other night. And I'm like, is this, like, a fucking, like, is this a joke? So her and Luann are kind of playing two fields a bit. Like, they're kind of talking to Ramona, not saying too much when they're sober, at least. Sonia later agrees with Ramona when she's drunk. But they're kind of just saying, like, yeah, she should own up for her stuff. And it's a joke because did anyone see Sonia? Like, she literally was breaking things. But as well, like, this episode, Sonia is fucking butt naked on camera. Like, she rips off her, like, she, she's got her... naked we've ever seen She's got her nipples out. She's got her butt out. Like, she's... And I'm like, how is this acceptable to Ramona? But for some reason, dancing you know, dancing grinding. cheapens the show. But having Sonia fucking slurring her words and, like, running around naked is... I just feel like the double standard is, like, insane in this episode. And I don't know how to, like... I can't well, take any of it seriously. So this episode, we saw like a lot of Sonia and Ramona together. We saw a lot of Leah and Dorinda. And I've always loved yeah. that relationship. I just think like Dorinda can connect with Leah because Dorinda is kind of sure of herself. At least as far as, like, not being jealous of younger people. She has respect for people that can tell it like it is. And you could tell that Dorinda's fucking frothing the fact that Leah's calling Ramona out. Like, it's, like, everything that she wishes she could have done and more. It is so refreshing because Leah's kind of saying the stuff when I watch the show that I'm saying. I'm like, why? Like, But I feel like people are always too scared to say because they're scared of Ramona. So Leah and Dorinda are talking and Leah has apparently spoken on her blog about having bipolar. Yeah. Which is, like, really great because so many people have mental illnesses and I think the more that you talk about it is good. And Leah talks about the fact that Ramona's now putting it against her and, like, oh, that's why she acted weird at my party. That's why she threw the tea he told Yeah, it's like you don't need it to, all like... It makes sense now. She's definitely doing the whole judgmental thing regarding the mental illness. Which is just ironic because Ramona, sorry, but she has mental illnesses. They just have not been... Yeah, she's got, like, narcissistic disorder or something. Like, who hasn't got a mental illness these days? Like, it's just so shit to... Like, everyone knows you cannot bag it out. And I don't know. It's just... It was crazy to me that in this day and age, Ramona doesn't know that. That, like, that doesn't justify being a dick. Yeah, I agree. So it's like... To me, this whole episode was, like, full of hypocrisy. The fact that, like, you know, Sonia's judging Leah when she just was, like, naked two seconds before. We also learned that Sonia was drinking um, a co- beautiful combination drink of, um, I think it was Coca-Cola and Rosé. Interesting. Which is disgusting. And like, I, I absolutely, right like, want to vomit in everyone's faces just listening to that. 
And I think that we didn't get we didn't get much farther into this episode. Like they were kind of chatting about it. They were getting right into it. I think next episode we kind of got the preview into um you know they're talking about vaginas. Like you know Sonia referenced her fat pussy like a bit earlier this episode. So like Leah's like what the fuck? Like if Sonia can say fat pussy, why can't I do anything? Why is Ramona very anti the word vagina? I don't know. So, yeah, she's upset. She's upset at the fact that, like, Leah's talking about it. I think we kind of get a bit further into that whole drama. Dorinda gets involved. And, like, I'm just, I mean, Mexico seems like a fucking hoot. Like, I want to go to fucking Cabo. Is it Cabo or is it Cancun? I I forget. I think they're in Cancun. But it's interesting because this is the first time we've seen Leah be angry, right? And it's interesting because she's not, like, a weirdo, like, the rest of them that can be, like, fake angry she's yeah. like really angry so it's kind of fun watching because it's like no she's angry she's not going to talk to her Marina unless she tells her what she's thinking on her mind and i like that exactly so it was like it was a great episode i thought and i'm fucking pumped to, to like and it's also fun watching the it next one knowing what happens knowing that like Elise, Dorinda, and Leah all end up now hating Ramona. So it's funny to watch it being like, this is where it all went to shit. Well, was it weird that Elise wasn't invited on this trip? Like, I feel like she's been everywhere except for this trip. Yeah, see, like, Elise kind of annoyed a lot of people, I think, at the beginning of this season because it felt random. Now it feels weird that she wasn't there. I know, I'm liking her more and more. I think that she is starting to fit in and, like, she's got good opinions. Like, and I just love that she's fucking pissed off at Ramona, to be honest. I think she's finding her voice. Agree. Yeah, that's where we leave it. And I'm excited for next week. Back in Cancun, I want them to get out of the house. I think they're going to some sort of restaurant where, like, there's a really short guy and I'm really into it. Yeah, they've been in the house for a bit too long now, you know. (laughs) It's been one night. It's been one night. I'm ready for them to fucking hit the town and suss out the single guys. And I want Leah to bring home another bartender again. And, of course, we'll tell you everything when we watch it. Okay, guys, we are back with our top five of five tonight. It is all about reunion looks. And this one was kind of tricky because... There are so many, A, there are so many reunions and reunion looks, but B, there's also like so many reunion looks I love, I hate, then there's reunion looks I I love to hate, and then there's yeah. reunion looks that I'm like, whoa, that is this. I hate it, but I love that you did that, so it's a hard one. And there's so many that I'm like, it's just memorable, like it sticks in my mind yes. that I'm like, I remember this outfit, I remember what it resonates, like I remember the, the emotion surrounding it, so like I kind of did it in terms of like what what i remember okay me too because i was like that you will never stop okay so everyone knows that top five at five like the game goes as such we both write down five things that is related to the topic you guys write it down the same at home if we have the same one written down we both have to do a drink if we have different ones we're fine and that's essentially the game so it's not that complicated you guys get it because Okay, Okay, so my number five is the Wheel Housewives of New Jersey season four. Um, what is it? Emerald green gown that Teresa wears. Oh yeah, that's. I I just feel like it's like iconic. Like I remember it. It's got that like um cap sleeve, like V neck. Like it's such a fierce green. Like I feel like she's fucking mad at everyone. Everyone fucking hates her in this. It's so reunion, glam. Like, it's so New Jersey. And she looks great, like, with her, like, dark, dark hair, like, her tan, tan skin. Like, and I just recall it as being, like, such a, like, quoted, 
like reunion where you're like, oh, what the fuck? And then Teresa's like yelling at everyone. And that's, that's my, that's my number five. Okay. Well, I don't have that, but interestingly, I, my top five, my number five is Dana's Vanderpump look from this. Oh, the green again with the green. green. And it kind of like, I think it looked like Kermit the Frog a bit. Like it was very It was intense. I don't know how I felt about it. The sequins on one side and then the like regular on the other side. I hated it, but I remembered it too. And lime. It was like lime green at one point. No, but also kudos for trying. Okay, my number four was Lisa Rinna in her um, like white midi-length dress when Kim gave her the bunny. Yes. Like I just recall Lisa just like crying and she's wearing that like it is also I think uh, it might not be a cap sleeve, but it's also a v-neck. Just like a white dress. Like I just recall her like got tears in her eyes. Like I just feel like it's such a memorable look in my mind for reunion. Also loving the reference of a cap sleeve. So I much. know. Should I have a cap sleeve? I do. Uh, again, I'm, I'm actually wearing a t-shirt right now. What's number four for you? Okay, there's this look that Dorinda wears. I okay. don't know what season it is, but I have it on record and I will post to the gram. But Oh, I didn't have that she's one. She's like, it's really... You so many sparkles. Just, there's a lot of... I'm showing Kendall now. There's so many sparkles. It's kind of leopard print, but then it's not. And it's just not flattering. And I just remember it. It is a weird one. It's more of a personal situation. I have to post to my Instagram because no one will understand. It's so funny because I've got another Dorinda look as one of mine. Which one? Season 10 white dress reunion look where Dorinda's like got a bit of extra hair going on. Like she's got like. (gasps) Not the pony. A mini bob. Oh no. It's not a pony. It's like a little bob. Wait, is it a halter dress? Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. I thought of that dress. I remember it. It's like, I, don't I just hate feel like it though. she's got a whole vibe. Like, I feel like she just looked like she, very different for her. Like, I was very proud of was, this. It was very like Studio 54 in 2018. You know? And I've not seen her hair like that, like barely ever. So I was just like, it was more like a hair moment that I was like, yes, Dorinda. Like, I'm so glad you're wearing a little you do, you mini do bob wig. That was my, that was okay, my well, number. We're not shutting yet. None the same. None the same. Okay, I'm going to go next. Real Housewives of Bev Hills season, not the one last one, but the one before. Kyle wore a hideous green dress. Oh, what did it look like? It was like fluoro, like an orange. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I do recall it. Like do you high, remember? And she here did like go. a high pony. It was kind of like that. Oh, here we go. It's this one here. Oh, damn. Yeah, it's like an off it's the like, shoulder lime green. It's like a tennis ball. Ice but lemon dress. kind of vibe. We'll put these all up, guys. I hear you. That's hardcore. Okay, next. Okay, my number two was um, Real Houses of Orange County, season seven. We've got um, Tamara, who wore her like off the shoulder red dress with the big hair, where she yelled at Alexis and called her Jesus jugs. Like yeah. it's just such an iconic moment. Like she's got like Do she you just it's what just she like. Wore? The Texan big hair, like the off the shoulder red, Is like that when she yelled, "That's your opinion." Or I no? think so. Oh, I think it might have been. It was just iconic. Like I just recall it so well in my brain. Like I just these are the looks that I like easily can be like I know it, okay. like dead set in my brain. I love that. So that's my number two. My number two is Raquel Vanderpump puffy sleeve dress. Do you remember that? This? Is my number one. No. Is yes. It? Oh yes, my God, it was my fucking favorite. Take a <laughs> My favorite look is Raquel with the sleeves. I think she came out like a fucking diva. It was also because at the time everyone hated her. It was like the audacity to have that. It was much- amazing. 
slave volume is disgusting. And she was right. like, I'm a beauty queen. Like she used that like line in a queen. sentence. Oh, I loved it so much. Sure, you were That was my beauty. number one. Okay, what's your number one? That was, was my that number one. one. Okay. My number one is Durie. Doing what? <laughs> her hair clip. The end. Oh, the hair. As if this isn't a look. Ah! Like, that is a fucking reunion look. Damn. I she, forgot about the hair clips. She looked like a disco ball all the way to her hair. She made Bugsy look minimalist. That's all I want to say. Like, she is fire. God, her whole head was covered in clips, wasn't it? It was pretty it was a lot. That would definitely be like a headache and a half when you get home and you like remove oh, all of them. Got so with it. Okay, that was a good that was a good scene and only one shot. I love it. Yes. Yeah, so our so next um top five at five, it's gonna be um top five friends of supporting characters. So that could be, you know, you love a good Dana Pam, you love a good Faye Resnick, you love a good Peter Madrigal. Like, who's your favorite of like not a main I do cast love a member? Good Peter Madrigal, if you know what do I you mean. love a good Elise? Like Let's talk about like all through Bring the times. Up. Who's your favorite? Mention it friends all. of. Mention it all. Mention the fuck it all. So and guys, while you're mentioning it, maybe subscribe to this pod. Yes, on Spotify or iTunes podcast. And while you're at it, if you could please follow us on at O Bravo the podcast. Tag us in some shit if you think it's funny. Like reply to our stories. I will always try and reply back to you. I love you guys. And we'll send you good vibes for free. For free. Love you. Love you. Bye.